Greetings and welcome to Soundography, a crash course in music, one band at a time. I'm Brian Ibbett. And I'm Hammond Chamberlain. Are you are you going to go my way, Hammond, this time around? Are you going to go my way? I, I think uh, so, because I don't have any other choices. You're driving the car. <laughs> That's right. That hint right there is, uh, of course, going to lead you to Lenny Kravitz. He is our subject for this episode of Soundography. Let's get right into what we thought of this week, because we listened to the entire catalog. What is that? Eight studio albums? No, more than that, like 11 studio albums, right? It, it, I will be honest with you. By the time I got to eight, it felt like a thousand. <sighs> okay, good. I'm glad. Glad it's not just you. Wait, I want what? To preface glad this. it's not just you? What does that mean? And I'm glad it's not just you that feels that oh, way. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, I see what you're doing, because usually oh, the phrase is I'm glad that. it's I should be saying, I'm glad it's not just me. There you go. That's what threw me. <laughs> That's, yeah, that totally would throw me uh, too, if you were to say that, because that I said the whole thing backwards. Jeez. I was getting, I'm combining I'm glad it's not just me and saying, yeah, it's not just you that feels that yeah, way. No, yeah. yeah. I, I, there is squarely half of this catalog that I really like. And it's not just yeah. the rock and stuff. There are slow things that I like yeah. too. Well, for me, it's it's a little bit, there wasn't any of it that I didn't enjoy to start. There was, there's some of it that I felt like, okay, this could have been like a two minute song or this could have been a little bit shorter. And all of it is vocals, the, the proficiency of the band, the arrangements, all that stuff. They're all, you know, good songs. They're mm-hmm. all, but there are some that are just like, yeah, this one's kind of, Dull. I see what he's doing. I like it, but it's it's you know could be a little bit could have been done a little bit shorter or better or or something. The the level of samey sameness after a while yeah. kind of kicked yeah. in as too, and that was problematic for me because there just wasn't the variation from song to song to keep me listening. Should a band or an artist be able to succeed with somebody who listens to their entire catalog back to back? Like, is that a? I mean, we've done obviously we've done this for umpteen seasons, 140 shows at least. Should an artist's catalog be able to withstand that scrutiny? Withstand, with, yeah, withstand that kind of, right, withstand that kind of scrutiny. Good, well, well put. Uh, I don't know if it should. It doesn't have to. It's better if it does. But sometimes mm-hmm. I was having a hard time getting from album song to song, let alone album to album. It often seems to work really well. Like a lot of the the bands and artists that we listen to work that way. There have been some stuff that we've said, I enjoyed every single minute of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Some that I enjoyed, you didn't. Some that you enjoyed, I didn't. But even bands that we didn't like, that we were unfamiliar with, listening to their entire catalog all the way through, there were some where it's like, I didn't have any problem with any of this. It was all really good. And and yeah, so so it can. Bands can succeed at that. This was a little bit like Primus in the fact that I, Little chunks of it, I totally could get into. Mm-hmm. Big chunks of it, hard to do all, all at once. But the yeah. other thing was is that he, basically he had two speeds. He had the rocking <laughs> speed and he had the ballad speed. The slow funk ballad yeah. and the hard funk rocker. Yeah. yeah and, and after a while, I wish that there had been a little bit more variety. And I'm not saying yeah. any of it was bad. I'm not trashing him. This is not Third Eye Blind right. uh, by any stretch because – as much of it kind of was work to listen to all these, I did like a large section of it. It's just that I got tired of a large section of it too, because it's all very similar. There was so much fewer and far between of the enjoyment for Third Eye Blind. Yeah, <laughs> for 
for sure. All right, well, let's talk about him. Let's let's get right into his uh, biography here. Leonard Albert Kravitz was born in 1964. As you know, he's a singer, songwriter, musician, producer, and actor. He's incorporated elements of rock, blues, soul, R&B, funk, even jazz, uh, and a whole bunch of other things into his music. He started playing drums at a young age, and then he added guitar. When he was seven, he saw the Jackson 5 live, and they became his favorite band. His father was a uh, jazz promoter and was friends with a lot of musical heavy hitters, which helped with the, uh, the influence there. And he was relocated with his family to L.A. in 1974. His mother was an actress and got a role playing on the Jeffersons. The first thing, one of the first things we heard about him, right, when he first came out is like, oh, yeah, Lenny Kravitz this is good stuff. By the way, did you know his mom is on the Jeffersons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. He sang in the California Boys Choir. He sang with the Metropolitan Opera and took part in performances of Mahler's Third Symphony at the Hollywood Bowl. But it was in L.A. that he was introduced to rock music. He has said that that, along with jazz, funk, and R&B, inspired him. Uh, he was high school classmates with Slash and taught himself piano. He wanted to be a session musician in L.A. After hearing from labels that his music wasn't black enough or white enough, he decided just to record his own album. And it was during this time that he met Carl Denson, who would be a touring partner for the next few years. And the two of them recorded Let Love Rule. First album, 1989, named after that title track, uh, Let Love Rule. The album was a rock and funk mix pushed through a 60s filter. And views on the album were mixed. It did okay in the States, but it was a huge hit in the UK. Let Love Rule was the first single, and the video was directed by Cosby Kid, Lisa Bonet, who at that point was his wife. In 2009, a 20th anniversary version of the album was released with rare photos and 18 additional tracks. Yeah, that's another thing that we found with his catalog is that a lot of anniversary releases of his album with a ton of new material. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, some of which sound a lot like the old material. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is that's why this song was kind of scrapped from the album is because it sounded a lot like track four already. But I will also say, though, that every now and then there are some things that he scrapped, and I'm not sure why, because it was, in my opinion, in more interesting or, or something out of a variety that maybe didn't fit the tone of the album or the, the sound mm. palette of the album, and he just moved it off because of that. But I liked yeah. it more because it was that the variation of it. Yeah, I wonder what the decision-making was on some of that stuff. Lenny also produced Justify My Love for Madonna, which he also co-wrote. I didn't realize that. He then produced, wrote, and played most of the instruments for Vanessa Paradis' self-titled album in 1991. That same year, he released the album Mama Said. This was his first album to break in the top 40. The album documented his depression and breakup with the aforementioned Lisa Bonet. The singles were It Ain't Over Till It's Over. Oh, sorry. Lisa says it is. Uh, that one reached number two on the charts. And then Always on the Run and Stand By Your Woman uh, also came out. Stand By Your Woman features his classmate, Slash. Really easy for him to just call up and say, hey, remember sitting by me in algebra? Want to yeah. do a song? Yep. <laughs> what Goes Around Comes Around was the last single. Sean Lennon co-wrote and played piano on All I Ever Wanted. 
Cool little Beatles connection there. Yeah, I love the song It Ain't Over Till It's Over. And if it weren't a hit, it absolutely would have been in my playlist because I think it is my favorite Lenny Kravitz song. It feels like it just was right, ripped right out of 1963. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that I really, that I do appreciate with all of his stuff is that it's very yeah. classic rock feeling. Uh, nothing mm-hmm. feels like it was recorded before 74. Everything feels like it was yeah. recorded before 74. You know, we talk about his influences, um, the Jacksons, for example, Prince, we'll talk about a little bit, a little bit later, but I feel like if, if Jimi Hendrix was not an inspiration for Lenny Kravitz, then man, my, my inspiration radar is oh, off because yeah. oh, yeah. it feels like that has to be such a huge inspiration of his. Well, I feel like it's, it was really interesting that we're covering Lenny Kravitz and Tom Morello this season because both of them are, oh, yeah. are very talented guitar players and have had to kind of niche their own way into being who they are. And it's really quite impressive. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, I didn't even think about that, that connection. Well, it's going to be cool. I can't wait to get to that. That's like in four episodes from now. Cool. Uh, feels like, it feels like a long time. Tom Rilla, but I'm looking forward to him so much. <laughs> I am too. In 1993, Lenny worked with Steven Tyler, Mick Jagger, David Bowie, Al Green, and Curtis Mayfield, incredible, in various projects outside of his own music. So you put out two albums and then all of a sudden you're working with all of these amazing artists. That's, that's definitely some pull in the business for sure. Uh, 1993, he released Are You Gonna Go My Way? This album reached number 12 on the Billboard album charts. The title track earned him a Brit Award and the MTV Best Male Video Award. And I will say, if you haven't seen this video or haven't seen it recently, go back and watch because it really is quite entertaining. Is that the one with the game, not game show, uh, talk TV talk show or no? This is the one that's like just him rocking out in a yeah. 60s outfit. Yeah. yeah. Lots of bright lights. Mirrors. Uh, maybe, maybe mirror, yeah, the one. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah, I do need to watch that again. It's been a while. Believe, Is There Any Love in Your Heart and Heaven Help Spinning Around Over You were all released as singles. He also released uh, Spinning Around Over You as an EP with four live tracks from a recent tour and a documentary about that tour called Alive from Planet Earth was shot and released. He recorded with Tina Marie for her Passion Play CD and he covered Deuce with Stevie Wonder for a Kiss cover album. That's an interesting pairing. Not just pairing. Like him and Stevie Wonder makes sense. Funk, R&B, soul. But the two of them duetting for a Kiss cover. <laughs> so I think, I know what Kiss album they're talking about, and I yeah. think maybe we need to do that as a, you got to listen to this sometime. Yeah, the Kiss My Ass, because it's got uh, yeah. Garth Brooks doing uh, Beth, if I remember correctly. Or no, I doing Chris uh, Hard Luck Woman. Doing, I thought it was Chris Gaines. <laughs> Who? <laughs> it was Chris Gaines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's actually not a bad idea. It'd be good to do that album. It fits right into your wheelhouse as a covers thing, and and it just it's yeah. such a weird compilation of uh, of artists doing things. It's really, it really quite impressive. Was. It was yeah. such a yeah, such a strange assembly of musicians for that, mm-hmm. which uh, I love. Nineteen eighty five, he released the album Circus. This album reached number ten on the album charts thanks to the momentum he got from the prior album, but it only had two singles: Rock and Roll Is Dead and Can't Get You Off My Mind. Oh, my 
kind of was a missed the rails for me. Yeah, this was, remember when Blues Traveler released four and it just destroyed everybody? Yeah, yeah. The very next right. album, straight on, till, straight on Till Morn, yeah. was this, it was the circus yeah, equivalent. Yeah, the sophomore slump kind of thing, even though it wasn't their sophomore yeah. albums, but it's that follow-up after a hugely successful album, which is kind of like a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. You get this um, tremendous amount of attention and excitement over an album, but then to follow it up, you have to top it. And that's almost always a losing game. Uh, the next album was five, appropriately enough, his fifth album. It came out in 1998. Lenny entered the digital age using samplers and Pro Tools this time. And Fly Away, of course, was the huge single for him, uh, even introducing him to an even broader audience. single I Belong to You was given a dance remix by Brian Transo. His cover of American Woman won him a Grammy in 2000. I want to say that was recorded for Austin Powers. I think I so. Think. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Also in 2000, he released a Greatest Hits album. That one reached number two on the album charts. He went on again to write with Mick Jagger on the song God Gave Me Everything. In 2001, he released Lenny, an album. The song title, I'm sorry, the song Bank Robber Man was written after he was detained by Miami police because they said he looked like a suspect who had robbed a bank. And since he didn't have ID on him, he must be the guy. And they didn't believe that he was really the Lenny Kravitz. Don't they look foolish? Yes, for sure. Dig In was the first single released from Lenny. The video for it was supposed to be filmed on top of the Empire State Building on September 12th, 2001. However, events the day before caused them to change venue. God, no kidding. Ugh. Wow, what timing. Jeez. Jay-Z had him play on Guns N' Roses, the uh, the song in 2002. He also played with Pete Diddy and Pharrell for the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack. Uh, 2002, we saw an animated version of uh, Lenny Kravitz. He appeared on The Simpsons in 2002. We Want Peace was released as a download-only single as a protest to the 2003 Iraq invasion. This reached number one on the mp3.com charts, which is weird because mp3.com. I know, yeah. <laughs> right there at Podcast Pickle or Podcast Alley. It's exactly. It's like uh, that thing couldn't be a bygone fast enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's part of, the, you know, something we really haven't talked much about is his his positivity 
it isn't just protest songs. It's more like a, here's what I'd like the world to be, you know? Yes. Flowers and love and unity and all that. Yeah, he he feels like he's also not just, he's not just saying that to sell records either. It feels like he really does want the future to be a brighter place. For sure. Which is great. It's admirable. And that's that's why it makes it hard to not like uh, any of his music because it's because it's so positive like that. Yeah. And 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 I wish I could qualify my comments better because I, I don't want people to think I didn't enjoy this week. Sure. It's just that after 11 albums, the yeah. Lenny Kravitz tropes became highly evident. Yeah. And after a while, it started to be feel non-unique after a while. After 11 albums, you kind of could write a Lenny Kravitz song that would be believably by Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. 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 It's the idea of adding everything he wrote into an, a bot and having them crank out a Lenny yeah. Kravitz tune. In 2004, he appeared on the official album to the Olympics and later that year covered Have You Ever Been to Electric Ladyland for a tribute to Jimi Hendrix. Carpet for you So don't be I wanna show you different emotions. I want your Hendrix connection. There's, there's the Hendrix. First mention of Hendrix in the in the uh, biography. Also that same year, 2004, he released Baptism. Where Are We Running was the first single released from that album. It didn't chart, as did California, but Storm featuring Jay-Z did chart. because I really like that song, California. Calling All Angels did well in Brazil, and Lady was the surprised hit. Surprise hit. I'm not sure how I felt about that song, Lady. It's It feels like another song that I couldn't put my finger on. Like, wait a minute, I've heard this before. Not from Lenny Kravitz, but from somebody, and I couldn't figure out what it was. It's not this, it wasn't the Sticks one, was it? Because I felt the same no. way, and I didn't think hard enough to go dig. No, it's that... Dun, 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 like that. Oh, so almost like, like Love American style. <laughs> Maybe, which would be right in his, uh, <laughs> yep. right in that style wheelhouse, the flowers and, and stuff. In 2007, a cover of John Lennon's Cold Turkey was released on the Instant Karma Amnesty International CD. He also worked with blues legends on a tribute album to Fats Domino. He recorded the song Whole Lot of Lovin'. For you. Yeah, not to be confused with whole lot of love. But now that I say that, a Lenny Kravitz Led Zeppelin cover might have been a better choice. Well, I really like my choice, but your choice is good. But the Zeppelin Cashmere, maybe Cashmere would be great, or uh, Black Dog, or uh, um, uh, whole, whole lot of love. Uh, there's a bunch of them with it. Yeah, yeah no, not stairway. stairway. What's the one that the princesses sing in um, Shrek? Oh Did yeah, they, they use it in Thor movie. Uh, that is. That is uh, that is, oh, that's not Cashmere. That is the Immigrant Song. Yes. That's not that's a bad one. one. Yeah, the Immigrant Song would be good. I love how we got there. 
I know. Shrek and Thor. <laughs> in 2008, he released It Is Time for a Love Revolution. Boy, if that's in the most Lenny Kravitz title of an album, I don't know what is. You know, it uh, makes me think, though, maybe he should do a track-by-track cover of uh, Sgt. Pepper. Oh, that would be perfect, right? That same kind of flower child feel to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't done Beatles, as far as I know. And he could do it with Brandon Urie as uh, helping him out. Oh, that'd be cool. Cool uh, collab. I'll Be Waiting was released as a single and a video was shot for it. He then went on a small nine-city mini tour. He'd been scheduled for a larger world tour, but it had to be canceled after he was hospitalized for a respiratory infection that had been affecting him for a while. In 2011, he released Black and White America, Come and Get It, and Stand. Neither of those are covers, but they are titles of other songs (laughs) were released as the first two singles. He then went out on tour with the band U2. That's a, that's an interesting pairing, but it does make sense, especially oh, especially their world U2. view, yeah. yeah, and their worldview kind of U2. Yes, yeah, for sure. In 2014, he released the album Strut. This was a more uh, like sexy kind of album. This was released on his own label, Roxy Records. He also performed with Katy Perry and that you know that one left shark at the Super Bowl in 2015. Strut only had one single to chart in the U.S., Dirty White Bones. That one reached number 27 on the U.S. Main Street charts. Let's get the uh, last album, most recent album released, Raise the Vibration in 2018. This was uh, released and World Tour followed. Low and It's Enough were the only singles to see any chart success, but it was only in the European markets. Hammond, tell me about some statistics and general notes for Lenny. So he he usually hangs out with a guy named Carl at a bar with the Simpsons. <laughs> no, just kidding. He lost his memory for Memento. <laughs> <laughs> he really has done a lot of things in film. We mentioned he's an actor, but he's worked on Rugrats, Zoolander, uh, The Diving Bell, and The Butterfly, Precious, Hunger Games. I forgot about him in Hunger Games. Oh, uh, I did the, too, right. Yeah, yeah. The Butler, Holy Ghost, and Shotgun Wedding are all things he's been in film-wise. TV shows, he was being and being Mick and Simpsons and Entourage. And Entourage makes probably the most sense because they pulled <laughs> in everybody. I bet his uh, shirt was open for that uh, that show, that episode. I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm sad that you and I haven't been on Entourage as many cameos <laughs> as that show's had. Yeah, no kidding. Well, just we, we're not we're not even YX list or W yeah, list. exactly, yeah. yeah. But it just, the show had everybody in it at one point. It's kind of like The Simpsons. If you haven't done a voice on The Simpsons and you really haven't, you haven't lived yet. It's true. He, let's see, he was involved in photography as well as set design. He's won Best Male Rock performances four years in a row from 1999 to 2002. Oh, wow. 
He's also won the American Music Awards, MTV Awards, Radio Music Awards, Brit Awards, and Blockbuster Entertainment Awards, which I guess now would be like iHeartRadio Awards. I don't know, because Blockbuster's yeah. not a thing. Right. DMP3.com Awards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there was any way to keep Blockbuster alive after the closing of the stores, that would have been it, right? To like keep it open as a, or keep it running as a promoter of the award shows, but they oh, didn't yeah. do that. Because it does work as a name, the Blockbuster Award, and have yeah. it be about, because a lot of those main tentpole films don't get the Oscar recognition. So you'd be, have a, right. you could actually have a section of films that are released from like March to August. And those yeah. movies are the Blockbuster Award contenders. <laughs> the summer, exactly. The summer Blockbuster uh, uh, timeframe, uh, for yeah. sure. And, and I want to go out and say that we're 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 not knocking this guy's talent at all. Oh God, he's no, a not at super all. talented songwriter, fantastic singer, hell of a guitar player. Always picks the right people to be playing with around him to yeah. give him the best opportunity for success. And he's super smart with how he's handled his career and his image and how he does his stuff. But eleven albums was a lot of Lenny Kravitz, <laughs> and by all accounts, like a really really nice guy with an incredibly great message that I wholeheartedly support and, and uh, believe in, you know, that I think this is the first time I got tired listening. Uh, Let's see. I got tired listening during Leonard Cohen and uh, uh, level 42. Sure. There's somebody else. We, Oh, Reba. I got so tired of Reba. Oh yeah. Yeah. We both did. Yeah. That was a tough one. Even Dolly to some degree. Yes, even Dolly Dissunder. I'm so glad we split that catalog in half. Yes. I don't know if I could have done the second half that no, week. Me neither, for sure. <laughs> but I even got tired of listening to Iron Maiden after a while. Yeah, yeah. I definitely got tired of listening to Iron Maiden after that's a while. Al- that's 38 albums, and after the first 10, you're like, I know what you're doing. I'm good exactly. now. <laughs> right, yeah, I figured it out. I know what you're I know. What, yeah, I know what you going. All right, well, let's talk about what he does in concert. Let's say you're seeing Lenny Kravitz in concert. What is the song that you are guaranteed to hear? And I know, uh, what are, do we have some choices? Well, I've got a few. I, I've got my choice written down, but I think- uh, American uh, Woman, are, are you going to American Woman, way? yeah, Fly Away. Oh, yeah, right. I feel like those are all givens, but I think the absolute winner is Let Love Rule because it was the first thing that kind of broke him out. Well, let's take a look. By a huge margin... Exactly right. Yeah, Let Love Rule. 530 performances in concert. And the second one, Are You Gonna Go My Way, is uh, 31 less than that. 499 performances in concert. Follow that with Always on the Run, It Ain't Over Till It's Over, Fly Away, American Woman, Fields of Joy. Oh, I forgot about Fields of Joy. Talk about the the highest falsetto in, in his entire catalog is mm-hmm. in Fields of Joy. Yep. Mr. Cab Driver, Where Are We Running and Believe are the next uh, batch to round out the top 10 uh, covers he does in concert that uh, besides that American Woman cover, he also covers Get Up Stand Up by Bob Marley and the Wailers, uh, If Six Was Nine by Jimi Hendrix, and My Flash on You by the band Love, who I only know from that one song, Alone Again or. 
which a lot of people don't know by name, but you know it if you heard it. Love yeah. would be a great band to do for this. That's They're the perfect example of, yeah, I know one song by the band. I have no idea what the rest of their music sounds like. So I'll, I'll add them to the, uh, while you're doing your, your set list, I'll add them to our, uh, our list. <laughs> uh, speaking of covers, let's talk about who we'd like to hear them cover. We'll talk about a cover that he does that kind of inspired me thinking about this song, but I would love to hear him cover Ooh Child by The Five Stair Steps. This thing got a new life with the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, movie. It was part of the soundtrack. And it's it's the one that's got the, ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. You know, it's that mm-hmm. exact same positive message that he likes. It's got a great funk feel. It's got both styles of vocals, his like soft, mellow vocals, but then he could do his harder edge rock vocals uh, for it. Uh, honestly, when I thought of that, I went to YouTube and Googled Ooh Child, Lenny Kravitz to see, has he done this in concert? Is there any, like, has he ever recorded this? And he never has, which blows my mind. I think that's a fantastic choice. I um, almost want to tweet it to him today. I want to say, hey, please cover Ooh Child by the Five Stair Steps because try it, it feels you like. You know what? Try it. Tag. Do it. Do yeah, it right now while we're on here. Do it right now. <laughs> well, we're on do it, okay. do it, do it. I'm doing it. And then people are going to know exactly when we recorded the show. They'll just look and see my Twitter my Twitter feed and say, oh, they recorded the show on February 28th. There he is right there. I don't see a blue check mark. I wonder if that's really him. I mean, it's at Lenny Kravitz. It feels like it has to be, but... <laughs> but you, can only, you, can only, you can only verify so many people. Yeah, but he's, you know, but he's Lenny Kravitz. He's got to be verifiable. Like... <laughs> Uh, hey, they, the cops couldn't verify him. <laughs> uh, oh, there's the blue check mark. Okay, he has it. If you go to the if you go to the website. Uh, all right, so uh, those are my. That's my uh, cover. What about you, Hammond? What's your What's your cover pick for us? So I, mine's kind of. I've got two sides to this one because I, I really would like to hear him do "Eye in the Sky" by Alan Parsons Project. And there's two ways he could take it. He could actually funk it up and move it up toward the "Are you gonna go my way?" style, and have it be more syncopated and a little bit more driving, or he could back it down into like one of his more ballady kind of songs and do it where it's focusing on more on his vocals and the lyrics. And the other one would be focused more on the the rhythm and the music. And so it kind of depends on what mood he's in, but he could do both. And one could be very electric and plugged in. And the other could be almost acoustic-y in, in mm, feel. And I really think that cool. either one would work. I actually think the acoustic one would be a better hit for him just because it's out, it, it's in a more comfortable, probably vocal range and, and temperament. But at the same time, I'd like to hear both. Yeah, that's that's a great pick. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm amazed that what you know what started out as kind of a joke, you've been able to sell it every single time <laughs> with like, yeah, I could actually hear that. It would be really, really good. Yeah, I, the only one I've really had to kind of stretch for, I think, was uh, let me look. <laughs> I'm looking and I really haven't had, well, maybe Manic Street Preachers. That might be my only oh, yeah. stretch. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's a good one, right? Yeah. But Can't up to James the, I mean, Dean Bradfield singing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Metallica's guy. not a stretch. Gritty Plitty's not a stretch. No. Birds, Fleetwood Mac, Alice in Chains. Yeah, even Divine Comedy wouldn't be a stretch. Yeah. Information Society, definitely not a stretch. No. Manic Street, not a stretch. Oh, Manic Street was the stretch. Then Gob goes. Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. I don't think any of those is actually a stretch (laughs) except for maybe Manic Street. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) 
our set list. This is where we each pick five songs to go along with the greatest hits to give you the full experience of the band, not just the the stuff you know, but also the deep cuts that we feel uh, help complement the hit, the hits and the singles. Also, it's a good stepping off point. I mean, if you don't want to buy a hit, you just want to jump onto Spotify and get a, a smattering of what this guy's like. Yeah. It's yeah, a great it's place like, to start. Where you if you're saying to yourself, oh, I know, I know, are you going to go my way? I know, fly away. I know, mm-hmm. you know, here's some deeper cuts that are like, oh, these, you know, this is an even, gives me a different perspective yeah. mm-hmm. on the artist who I just tweeted. Uh, all right. Song number one for me is from the Baptism album. It's called California. It was uh, supposed to be a single, but it didn't chart. And so I'm calling it. I'm taking it. This one has got such a cool, airy vibe. And I just love the love the feel of it. I, <laughs> I created a playlist years ago. There was a California playlist. It had stuff like Going to California by Led Zeppelin, uh, Ventura Highway, Los Angeles by Morton Harkett. And this one would fit perfectly. It's got, it is, it tastes like California. That's exactly what what it uh, sounds like. Life ain't ever been better than it is now. This one is from the Black and White album. This one just hit me the right way, and it surprised me because... Those are the lyrics. Like he says that line over and over and over. And I usually really hate overly repetitive songs. Oh, okay, hold on, Mr. Reason. Squeeze. Hold on, Mr. Squeeze. Fan. Yeah. Yeah. Don't they have a song where they repeat the same thing for like seven and a half minutes? Sparks is who you're thinking about. Oh, the, yes. Yes. It's Sparks, a, man. My baby's taking me home. My yes. baby's taking me home. Yeah. And and that one, we even talked about this on the Sparks yeah. Brothers. Yeah. Mildly liked that song, and then I started hating it, and then I started loving it after. <laughs> after <laughs> get around, it's like a it's like a Family Guy joke where it's like, okay, this the chicken fight, it's gone on long enough, but then it's like, all right, this is funny because it's gone on this long. <laughs> and I think that's what I why I turn around and like that Spark song. Normally, those are two exceptions to the rule: this song and that Spark song. Every all the other ones I hate. <laughs> Uh, Rainy Day Women, number 12 and number 35. Hey, here's a song where you don't even hear that title in the lyrics. Uh, it's the Bob Dylan song. This one he recorded for a tribute called Chimes of Freedom. And covering Bob Dylan, it's kind of a rite of passage, but it kind of shows what level of range and variability you have. This one's a great example of that and shows how well he can do that sort of thing. Who really are the monsters? Who 
Yeah, probably the most recent song of his I like. This is from the uh, Raise the Vibration album. So yeah, absolutely the most recent song on my list that I liked. This easily could have been a Prince cover. His stuff usually isn't, you know, as funky as it is. It never gets into that down and dirty kind of funk that Prince was known for, that kind of like, I need to wash my hands after listening to that song kind of funk that Prince used to do. But this one is uh, is so good. And it's it's a funk that Lenny Kravitz usually doesn't do. It's a style of funk you usually don't hear from him. So I dig that. Maybe with the ex- exception of that whole Strut album, which is where I pulled my next song, my last song from another cover... Try and stop me. This is a cover of Ooh Baby Baby. This is what kind of made me think of Ooh Child. I'm um, saying because it's almost the same lyric title. It's almost the same title. Child, baby. It's all, you know. But this one, so you think about the way this one goes, and it's all Smokey Robinson, like honey smooth vocals. But still, he manages to like do both the honey smooth vocals and the rough vocals at the same time. And he kind of straddles that line, which really shows some incredible talent and range. So, really, really love uh, love that cover. Tell me your uh, tell me your set list. My first one is my favorite song of his, and it's weird because it's not a rocking song. It's actually a very quiet, peaceful, thoughtful song about Jesus. called Empty Hands from the album Let Love Rule. And the way I describe it, other than how I just did, is it's kind of like the opposite side of the Sympathy for the Devil coin. Because the Sympathy for the Devil coin is, or that song has, it's rockin', it's about the devil, it's it's the right. stones at their stoniest. And <laughs> this side is, the, the Empty Hands is about Jesus, and it's very peaceful, it's very thoughtful, and it's very lyrical. And so if I were going to, kind of come up with something to kind of compare it against, it would be Sympathy for the Devil. It's a, Mm. but Empty Hands is definitely one of my favorite songs that this guy's ever done. So. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really, I discovered that song in 91 and I still have it on my phone. Then my next one is What What Goes Around Comes Around. That's from Mama. Things come one so i'm glad you did (laughs) i love the vibe of this one the bass groove on this is something to behold last week we talked about brian cutting out just the sample of the breakdown Mm -hmm. and putting on a repeat this this is the way (laughs) i feel about this one this is how i feel about this one yeah really oh that's cool third one is my love uh, my way or from are you gonna go my way
This sounds like he was listening to the Beatles and then without really paying attention, switched over to CCR and then wrote the song. <laughs> because it really is the Beatles meets CCR. I feel like it could be pulled from a, a asylum movie of like uh, wooded area gump. Instead of Forrest Gump. <laughs> what an area Gump. Okay. Now I see where you're going with that. All right. Because uh, it really, I mean, it's a, it was a great combination of the two. And it shows you that his influences are pretty wide ranging. However, squarely stuck in this particular era of inspiration. And then uh, my number four is Beyond the Seventh Sky from Circus. I love the guitar tone for this. It's almost doom sounding, uh, kind of oh, doomy, wow. but yeah. it's in a major key, which makes the doom sound less doomy, but it's still <laughs> doomy, but it's in a major key. And you're like, what, what are you doing, Lenny? Does that make it boom? <laughs> makes it sunny, sunny metal instead of doom metal. Yeah. My last one is uh, Super Soul Fighter from Five. This feels like a superhero theme. It really does. But it's it's like the peace, love, and happiness generation superhero. Like Captain Planet without the Ted Turner cheese. Oh, that's good. But he also is just using every single vintage instrument and sound he can come up with for this. And it's so fat and tuby and, and, and you know, uh, tweed amp sounding that you can't help but love it if you love that sound. Yeah, that's it's great. It would... And that vintage sound, like you've nailed it. Like what would he, would his music work in the 60s? Like would we be able to take these songs, put them on the air, on the radio in the 60s and have them work as well as they do now? Or do we need that that nostalgia and revival of that sound to, to really fully appreciate them? I, my heart says that it probably could work. Yeah. But I think we needed uh some time to get away and learn to appreciate it to come back, come back because there was a lot of stuff that happened between 75 and what, 93, mm-hmm. 91 mm-hmm. and not all it was good. And then to have him come in and go, Hey, remember this stuff? There is something to that. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's start wrapping things up here. Um, that is, uh, that's Lenny Kravitz. I think, you know, I'd say if we had to say overall, love is music. I think, you know, an album at a time, mm-hmm. I think I appreciate more than all 11 at once. Um, and his greatest hits is perfect. Yeah, it's a good, it's, it's, a, it's a solid greatest hits. It's almost perfect. What makes it perfect is when you combine it with our two set lists. Yeah, That's I mean, what makes I, it perfect. I, I think if the greatest hits had a few of the songs on each of our lists, it would be, <laughs> if I go double disc with theirs and our, it would be great. Exactly. If only there was a way to do that. Oh, wait, there is. (laughs) By checking out our Spotify, uh, where you can listen to his greatest hits and uh, combine them with our two set lists, which hopefully all the stuff I recommended, all those covers are on there. All 10 songs are there. Fantastic. 
That's uh, good to hear. Uh, let's see. You do want to get in touch with us. You can email us, soundographypodcast at gmail.com. You follow us on Twitter at The Soundography. Of course, our website is soundography.com. That's your, where you're going to find all of our previous episodes of the show. And I'm going to increase the number of back episodes people are, gonna, are able to listen to, see how many I can get in there before it breaks the feed, and then just subtract five or something. All those playlists or all those episodes, by the way, have playlists attached. They've got our uh, the Spotify links. They've got a link to Amazon where you can buy the music. I think the, the greatest hits album is probably the most logical place yeah, for here. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then a way to support the show with Patreon. We had a new patron uh, jump on board today for yep. a great reason because she wanted to hear us talk about the Beatles documentary Get Back. Yeah. Oh, and um, from the email, it sounds like they appreciated our breakdown. Absolutely. And if you have not heard that, join us. Become a patron and uh, and listen to the great stuff that we do every month with with movie discussions, music-related movies, whether it's a musical or a concert film or just a, a movie that just features music in such a great, prominent way. Uh, just did the Sparks Brothers documentary, as I mentioned, and uh, had a really good time, a really good time talking about that. I'm really excited about the one we're going to talk about next time. I am too. It's, it's, it's a thing I never even knew existed. And so uh, if you want to find out what that is, you better uh, support the Patreon and you'll get that in your feed. Hammond. Oh, and of course, uh, you know, if you like what we do, leave a review somewhere for people to find it, whether it's online in places like Spotify or Speaker or, or, or uh, Stitcher or just written on a wall somewhere. Uh, Maybe not that one. Maybe do the the first thing with the online stuff. We don't want to encourage vandalism. Or tell a friend. Oh, that's good. You could do that without having to be online. Yeah, totally do that. Hammond. Do we want to tell them who we're covering next week? Who are we covering next week, Hammond? We're covering Sturgill Simpson, who I didn't know a thing about until I did the notes. And I don't even know how his name got on our radar. Uh, He is one of the few modern country artists that I actually like. So I think I recommend and said, let's talk about Sturgill Simpson because I only know the stuff I like. I haven't listened to the rest of his stuff to to figure out if that stuff is a, the stuff I like is a fluke or if it's, it's how good he always is. There's a lot of albums to him too, just so you know. There are. We'll get, we'll get to them all. Yep. You sound worried. There are Oh, look eight, at you already filling seven. up spots, taking away stuff. Damn right. I want those three right there. Those are mine. <laughs> is the promise to cover? It is. And in bloom oh. is the cover too. Oh, man. Why do you think I grabbed them so fast? Because you knew I'd grab at least one of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> probably the promise. You probably thought, I want to take the promise before Hammond does. <laughs> I'm surprised you like the promise by When in Rome. Yeah, I love that song. Interesting. I would have felt like that would have been after our paths diverged from the... Uh, no, I was still working it, and I was still uh, very deeply ensconced in in like the British New Wave at that point. Oh uh, well, all right. Tell you what, if you have a hard time with other things, then I'll give you I'll give you the promise. No, it's fine. I'll I'll, I'll find something else, or I'll just leave them blank and blame there you. you. There you go. Blame me. It's totally fine. <laughs> uh, all right, that is going to do it for this edition of Soundography. If you like what you hear, make sure to spread the word. Like I say. Uh, on behalf of Hammond Chamberlain, this is Brandon with saying that just about covers it. We'll see you next time right here on Soundography. This 
Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs> <laughs>